Hello, and welcome to this podcast on how to invest for retirement. I'm Sam Barker, and I'm joined by Interactive Investors Head of Pensions and Savings, Becky O'Connor. For many people, the conversation around investing for retirement starts and ends with their workplace pension, or even just their state pension. But that doesn't have to be so, and there are many ways you can invest to support yourself in later life. So today, we're going to explain all the different ways you can invest for your retirement, as well as some tips to help you along the way. So Becky, what are the ways that we can invest for our later years? What is the kind of menu of options here? Hi, Sam. Well, the first thing to say, um, just on the back of your intro there, is actually your workplace pension contributions, if you're making the minimum auto-enrolment required 8% of your salary, is probably actually not going to be enough. So use that workplace pension wisely, um, but consider increasing your contributions and take a look at um, whether your employer will match or even double match those contributions, um, because that works out as free money from your employer. And also, of course, there's the tax relief. But um, I mean, certainly um, the minimum contributions might not be enough in retirement and the state pension almost certainly won't be enough for a decent standard of living. So the first thing to say is absolutely focus on maxing out your contributions. So the pension is the most obvious way of saving for retirement, or I should say investing for retirement, really, because pensions aren't savings accounts. They are investments and they your money goes into the stock market. The workplace schemes are, are the obvious place to start, but there are also um, personal pensions if you're self-employed or if you just simply want to top up your workplace scheme um, in a in a pension that you control yourself. There are self-invested personal pensions um, such as on platforms like Interactive Investor. Pensions come with tax relief um, as well as the employer contributions if you're employed. So the tax relief is 20% if you're a basic rate taxpayer. Um, uh, that's that's quite a significant top up on your own contributions. So actually with a pension, you you know, you, you don't have to put in a huge amount to get quite a lot of a contribution um, there from the tax relief and from your employer. But there are other ways besides pensions. You get tax relief on your contributions. Um, but when you come to retire, after you've taken a certain amount out of your pension, you will have to pay income tax on the way out. That's one reason some people also use ISAs to invest for retirement. With an ISA, you're paying into the ISA from your post-tax income. Um, so you've already paid income tax and then you've contributed to the ISA. But the money that you take out on the other side up to a certain level is tax free, income tax free. So they can be a useful thing alongside pensions for investing for retirement. And of course, you know, there's there's the old buy to let incredibly popular in the UK. Um, it's become less attractive from a tax point of view over recent years. And so less attractive from the point of view of um, a retirement investment vehicle. Having said that, it's still tremendously popular. So lots of people in an ideal world would aim for a combination of different vehicles that, that would perhaps be a combination of these, these three primarily. And so how would someone get started with a, with a private pension or an ISA, please? So to get started, um, it kind of depends if you have a lump sum or if you're starting from scratch. And you can do either. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, you may want to bring across any old workplace 
pensions if you're opening a personal pension just to have them all in one place um so the government reckons that each of us has 11 to 12 jobs in a lifetime now so the chances are as you go through working life you will leave old pension pots littered behind you at some point you may want to bring them all into one place so um, you may be starting from the point of consolidating old workplace pensions into one place you can simply do a you know a quick google search on your options it will depend on how much you've got so if you've got a sizable pot you can um, look at bringing it across to a flat fee provider like interactive because uh, you you do need a, a significant chunk of cash um, before the flat fee becomes really good value so that's one thing to bear in mind always look at the fees and charges but if you have got a significant pot then that that can be significant a significant saving over the life of your pension um, so investment platforms really good place to start and you're looking for the SIP option it's called a SIP self-invested personal pension you can get personal pensions from um, some of the providers that back the um, auto-enrolled employer schemes. Um, these include Nest, which is the government auto-enrollment provider. And with with those and with the investment platforms, actually, you can also start from zero with a monthly regular contribution based on the amount that you want to save. And there are lots of tools online, too, to help you work out what your um, monthly contribution should be to reach your retirement goal and I would suggest using them um, to work out how much you want to put in monthly and where is the best place for your pension. Brilliant and so what happens if you are unemployed for a while with 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 regard to investing for retirement perhaps due to obviously very sadly due to COVID-19 um, I imagine this is going to be something which a lot of people are, are thinking about now what happens if you have a sort of a break from employment things like the pandemic have really thrown into sharp relief how awful it is for people to be on a reduced income and some of the choices they're having to make that they don't want to have to make including things like whether or not to reduce pension contributions and you know on top of that when you in your younger years and you're saving for a house a really massive undertaking and I think it can be hard to maintain the momentum to keep paying into a pension when um, when you you know you've got this more pressing immediate goal that's front of mind so there's lots of things that might make us reconsider whether um, our pension contributions are the best way um, to be investing our money at, at that time and I would just say um, you know do bear in mind that um, you will have needs in the future too. Sacrificing your future needs to meet immediate ones, albeit sometimes very pressing ones, should be um, a last resort in the case of pensions um, in particular, because what, what you're doing is essentially deferring the pain of, uh, of, of a lower income to when you're older rather than, rather than dealing with it now. And if you if you make smaller contributions when you're younger, that's less of a sacrifice of your income than the sacrifices you'd have to make on your income later on if you did take uh, a long period of time out of paying into a pension. If you're saving when in your 20s, you might be putting away £400, for example, a month into your pension. 
if you missed out 10 years of into your pension, then the amount you might have to start with when you're 30 or 35 could be 800 or 900 pounds a month in order to make up for those missed contributions earlier on. That's hard. Um, you know, when you start to get into uh, significant amounts out of your income to, to put into your pension later on, it, it becomes a much bigger sacrifice. Just bear that in mind. Um, and if you can uh, reduce spending in other areas um, to get by when your income is lower um, or you've got other savings goals, then then always go for those first. And absolutely stopping paying into a pension uh, should be a last resort. What are some of the ways that we can make the most out of our investments before retirement, please? Thinking about your investments uh, in your pension or your ISA for that matter, um, it's probably not something you want to uh, dwell on massively. And actually, we have a sort of culture in the UK of it's called a set and forget culture. You you set it all up and then you forget about it and you get on with your life. Um, job done, big tick. Um, but actually, you may want to keep keep an eye on what's happening and where your money is being invested. In the early days of saving for a pension, you actually you know, you can afford to take a little bit of risk with that money because you're not going to need it for several decades. So um, if you're in an auto-enrolled workplace fund, you're probably in the default fund. Um, and that's usually a medium risk vehicle. Um, you may automatically be in a slightly higher risk vehicle if you're younger, but usually it's medium risk. So you might want to look at that and decide if, you know, you, you might want to take a little bit more risk with that um, or take a bit more risk in a personal pension if if you're young and you've got lots of years to make up for any any losses in the stock market that happen along the way. So definitely review your risk. And then as you get older, um, that, that risk it should really be reduced as you approach retirement because obviously the closer you get to retirement the the bigger the personal risk to you um of uh you know if, if there are uh, falls in the stock market as there have been in the last year that that will significantly dent your retirement income so um it's a good idea to to reduce your risk um, as you approach retirement. Also have a look at the at some of the underlying investments in your fund. You might not think that they are um, the, the, the funds that you want to be in. So if you have a self-invested personal pension, you can actually pick the funds that you're invested in. Um, and you can with workplace schemes too. There are usually several options and now there's usual, usually an ethical or sustainable option too. So if you're interested in sustainable investment in particular, then it's worth having a look to see if there's something you can rearrange there. And in terms of making the most of tax-free allowances, um, there's a, an annual limit on pension contributions of £40,000 for tax relief. You know, that might sound like a lot, but actually, you know, for some people, they can they can hit that limit. You know, that's something to bear in mind if you want to make your investments as, t as uh, tax efficient as possible. Also, the, the tax um, the tax free limit on ISAs of £20,000 a year is worth bearing in mind if you're using ISAs too. The tax implications, they are something to bear in mind, particularly if you're contributing um, large amounts, as if you don't invest tax efficiently, then it, it's kind of like throwing money away. So um, it's really important to just bear in mind um, the tax restrictions on your investments too. Thank you, Becky. That wraps up this episode of How to Invest for Retirement. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a rating and follow us on whichever platform you are listening on. If you have any questions about investing, you can send them to me at sam.barker at ii.co.uk or message us on all the usual social media channels.